Yes, guys, we're back with a new podcast. This is season three, episode 17. Sorry we've been away. I've been away. As have I. Yes, so have you. We've both been away. So I was away, then Josh was away, and then... Before that, we were both away. away. We've been busy. <laughs> Unfortunately, not playing much golf abroad, which, um, well, is not great, I guess. No. Later in the year, they'll hopefully yes. get some golf in abroad, as well as Scotland, which will be exciting. Oh. I've gone up down that. Spoke to Dad. He's speaking to Dave today if he's free for those weekends. If not, let's speak to Bob. So, Bob, if you are listening, you might be getting a call up. Love that. Love um, that. I also mentioned Tom, potentially, but I don't yeah. know what his whereabouts are. Yeah. Anyway, I'm digressing here. Um, so, yeah, actually, just to go on that, we're actually playing golf in uh, Portugal in September. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to reach out, let us know any golf courses they played, anything they recommend. Reach out to us either on Bat9 or my Instagram. Um, yeah, we'd love to sort of uh, hear where you think we should play because we're going to basically going away for Josh's 30th. Josh has got a free pass to play as much as he wants. Loads, loads of golf. <laughs> okay, so with this podcast, if you are brand new, don't forget, like, subscribe, turn the bell so you never, ever miss one of our uploads that come up every single week. Um, we start off every single week with Chop of the Week. Now, this is a story that we have from when we last played at Mere Golf Club. Now, Mere Golf Club is a very, very nice golf club. Very prestigious golf club, I would say. And the the word from around here is very posh golf club. Yes, absolutely. It's a it's a very nice track as well. It's it's been an open qualifying. Yeah. Or uh, they've been we play regional, regional. Regional. Um. So, it's it's a nice course. People want to go there and play. That's I think that's important to say before yeah. we go into this story. Yeah. Well, this story is not about the golf club. It's about a male member in particular. Well, we don't even know if he's a member, to be fair. I'm assuming he is. We're assuming, um, but he could have just paid a green fee and played. A, a gentleman who was playing. So, if anybody knows the golf course, um, it's a long walk. It is indeed. It's very, very long. And um, it can... It's when I, I've, I've played there quite regularly, and it can back up. It yeah. can. And what, okay, so Josh, what's acceptable for a four ball to play nine old time wise? I'd say, it, it, to be fair, it's not that different to any other golf course. You're looking at two hours around, two hour, the two hour mark, um, two and a bit sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Just the, two hours end. in general, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Is what it should take for a four ball, like like not rushing. And of course, if you're losing a few golf balls, people aren't playing great. Maybe a little bit longer, but right, we were under two hours for a four ball. Yeah. We walk off the ninth. Ninth. Walk off the ninth, par five, and start on the tenth tee. Now, basically, how the ninth works: the ninth green goes is a par five, and the green is sort of twenty, thirty yards behind the tenth tee. Yeah. So you sort of got to walk past the tenth tee to get to the ninth green. I say walk past it is quite a way to the left. Anyway, you have to walk past it. So we've already teed off the tenth, right? So we've already teed off. And this guy, who hasn't even got to the ninth green yet, comes over to us and uh, says, do you mind hurrying up? Yeah, and it, honestly, my face dropped. It was like, are you having us on? It's literally literally on time or ahead of time. And we were at points waiting for the group in front of us. Yeah, who, by the way, are a three ball and a buggy. Yeah. Work, so, work that one out, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. work that one out. <laughs> um, so, instantly... Well, I sort of get my back up, you like, and you. I've forgotten what like, I said. Like, I, I, sort of. Did I? Just sort of like. Did I say have a day off? Yeah, sort of like. Are you, are you, are you having us on here or what? Like, and and we we both sort of looked at the time and was like, mate, it's been, it's been two hours, mate. Yeah. 
ridiculous. If we're being slow, I get it. But equally, on that point, if someone is being slow, it's not for you as a member or someone who's playing the golf course to say anything. No, there's marshals. There's marshals. That's what marshals are for. A golf course like that, and I know there's marshals there. There's guys that that go out and go go around the golf course all the time. So it's absolutely no way for any golfer on the golf course to ask you to play faster. Um, that's what the marshals are there for. Or, or the only thing I'd say is in like, my, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, if someone came up to some guys, oh guys, hope you're right. Like we just we feel like we're a little bit behind time. Would you mind trying to speed up if you can? No worries. Like there's ways of doing it. Mm. But he came over to us and was straight with his back up. Came over, all guns blazing. So obviously. We reciprocate with all guns blazing. Yeah. My problem with this is, right, I've got two issues, right? The story doesn't end there with him, by the way. Sure. Um, one issue is simply, like, if we were new to golf, and that was our first experience playing what is a prestigious golf course, we might not want to go there again. Yep. So it affects the golf club. That's point number one. Point number two, it just gives golf a bad name. It gives golf that old snooty name. Like he just looked like a like, nothing. What he looks like it gives golf a snooty name. Yeah, it does. And and point number three is, I booked that. I could have been there with clients. Do you know what I mean? We don't. Yeah. People, you don't know who's playing and and why they're there, especially at a golf club like that. Like, it is what gives golf a bad name, and it's one of my pet peeves about golf. Like people yeah. like that, people acting like that. Um, but. He soon went back into his shell, didn't he? Because yeah. he then had... The, it's a similar situation with the 10th green and the 11th tee in that you can leave your bag at the 11th tee and go to the green and put. Which, by the way, we teed off 10, got to the green... This makes me laugh. <laughs> we then then put it out before they were at their ball to play the second shot. We're on the tee box and had teed off by the time they'd with them walking to leave their bags by 11th tee and the guy had a chance to say something and he didn't. He absolutely bottled it because he knew that he was in the wrong because okay. actually we'd already teed off and were in essence halfway down the 11th and they were only on the green. But then it gets even worse. So we get to the, basically the 11th is where they have the halfway house. So we thought, can't be asked this guy, we're having a good day out, the four of us. We'll stop, we'll let them go through. So we stop, right? Grab Josh grabs his famous soup. I had great, a tuna sarnie. soup at the mirror. Um, it's very good soup, actually. Very good soup. Um, so we all stop and we think, right, okay, we're going to let them go through. So we go, oh, do you want to come through? Oh, no, no, mate, we're going to stop. Oh. So this was two holes earlier, you wanted to go through us, and now you're stopping. Or asking us to go quicker, and then you're stopping yeah. at the halfway hour two holes later. So anyway, we lose our heads, we just go, and we never saw them again. They were that slow. Oh, no, no, I forget this. 16th and nearly hit me. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, teed off around yeah. the corner, yeah. So it was a dog leg left, nearly hit me. So basically, whoever you are, you're a chopper of the week. Yeah. You've come over moaning, then you stopped at the halfway house after telling us to speed up, and then we never saw you again until you nearly hit me on the head. And didn't shout four. And I shouted four so loud yeah. back to them. Yeah. Uh, we should have waited for a bear with them afterwards. But that is the issue, in my opinion, with golf. <laughs> Just in, in one little short story, these are the problems that golf has. People like that that just... And this happens every single week oh, of course at it some does. golf clubs. Of course it's, it does. We're, we're not alone with this. And you're probably listening to this going, you know what, I've got a story. And if you have got a story like that, hit me up on Instagram. Hit us up on the Bat9 um, 
Bat9 Films YouTube channel on the community page. I'll put a post up and just let us know any stories that you've got. We want to hear about them. And on yes. that note, me and Josh have got two videos going up this week all about what you shouldn't do if you're going buying golf clubs, number one. Yeah. And, and this is an interesting topic actually, massive at the moment, can AI, yes, you heard me right, artificial intelligence, aliens, no, not quite aliens, <laughs> can they give you a golf lesson? They, I give them a they. Can it? Can it? Can it give you a golf lesson? It, then. Can it put you out of a job? Probably. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to Tour Trash Talk. Now, we are on the back of the second major of the year. Brooks Kepka claims his fifth... Easy for you to say. <laughs> Brooks Kepka claims... <laughs> All right, Josh, take it away. Brooks Kepka claims his fifth major win. And he won by two shots over Scottish Sheffield. This was also the third time that he has won the PJ Championship. And you know, he's only the 20th person in history to have five majors. And you know, he's now overtaken Rory. Oh, God, it's going to hurt. To him. have five majors. This and is... Okay, he's not won the Masters and he's not won the Open, but he's won three PJs and two US Opens. Wonder why that is. He just obviously must just like Suits how they set up the yeah. course at yeah. that tournament. Yeah. Course, because if you look at the the way that it was set up this week, it's very very similar to that US Open, thick rough, yeah, like reasonably wide fairways, like almost bom- bombs away golf in a sense. You know, I was watching it far around. I was thinking it's like it, I know he started quick, but then that middle part looked yeah. like Masters. Final he, a few, he wanged a few, a few didn't ones. he? Like had a few drops out the water. Yeah, and I, I thought, oh, he's just gonna dissolve again here, like he did the Masters, and he didn't. Fair play, like he managed to come back. He managed to get the W, and you know what? It's not easy. You had Victor Hovland shooting you down. Yeah, and you always and, had Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, and one thing that I think he he came out and said himself on that point that you've just made. He came out and said himself that after the Masters, he didn't sleep that Sunday night because he was like beating himself up about the way that he played and he was quite coy initially on um on sky sports about what it was that he'd done wrong and and things like that and the, and the the lady that was interviewing couldn't get out of him the commentator then said well i spoke to him actually earlier in the week and what it was was he went out in that final round of the masters to not lose he didn't go out to win yeah he went out defensive not losing protecting the score do you think that's because he was I think this is going to sound odd do you think that he was he was playing for the live golf team rather than playing as Brooks Kapka no uh, the one thing I tell that is he doesn't strike me as that kind of person he is a selfish guy in in the nicest <laughs> in the nicest way possible there for him yeah and that's come out in some of the things that he said. Like he's not interested in this conversation around live versus PJ. He's not. He just wants to win. He just wants to play golf. He wants to win. I honestly don't think any of the players are. That, no. That's the media, and that's essentially the PJ tour trying to make that whole thing. Now I've got before we go into this, Josh. I've got just on that live golf battle thing, right? So it's one one apiece this year, basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. So just think about this logically. So you know they can't get any world ranking points. Live golfers. But if they're playing in the majors, they can. Now, he's going to pick up a serious amount of world ranking points yeah. and enough to see him for the next two or three years to play all the majors. 100%. But the PJ Tour have a problem here. And, and I'm speaking hypothetically here because obviously the PJ Tour players, Scotty Scheffler, John Ram, and Rory could win yeah. the, the next two. Yeah. But if, right, a live golfer wins the next two, they hold three 
of the four majors. Mm -hmm. Now, you think, right, as a PGA Tour sponsor, you want the major champions there, especially these elevator events, which potentially are going to be no cuts. Your product as a PGA Tour person, um, chairman, whatever you want to call him, isn't as good because you can't announce and we have the reigning Open champion, champion golfer of the year. We have the reigning US Open champion. We have the reigning... USPJ champion. I d honestly don't get this right. So if you go back like 12 months ago now when Live Golf started, I think the PJ Tour had a window here to say, right, okay, we'll, we'll Live Golf, we'll, we'll, we'll combine with you in the sense of we'll let you do eight events a year. We'll let our players play with yeah. you regardless. And we'll just make sure that we'll stop event on the on our side of schedule, but we'll make sure it's a smaller event per se. So not not an elevator event, and we're yep. gonna do this as long as you let your players and you guarantee that you're not gonna do a tournament on our elevator events. They had a chance of doing that, and I think the basically live golf have gone f you. We're gonna do it as best we can now. Yeah, and in it. it... Or vice versa. Could all Has happen. the PJ Tour shot itself in the foot, potentially. I just think, imagine that though. They hold all, not hold, not hold, it's not a team, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you say that they're not a team, but straight away, Greg Norman's on it, isn't he? Like, yeah, doing Greg it for Norman Lee, doing... makes it a team. Exactly. So again, it's his rhetoric. It's his, what he's saying about it. But like you said, I don't think the players are interested. Interested. I think Brooks Koepka just wants to win as many majors as he can. Yeah. And the the brilliant thing about him winning this is that he will get exemptions. Like you said, he'll get world ranking points. But sooner rather than later, I can't see anything other happening than Liv being recognised in some form in the world rankings because the majors want these players there. Hey, Look mate. how good it's been. And, and even more so because the talk is PGA versus Liv. But also, Eyes are you've got the best it. players in the world playing. And at the end of the day, as a golf fan, that's all you want. We're lucky, right? The PGA Tour don't run the US majors. And we're lucky that yeah. the European Tour don't run the, the Open. Open. Yeah. It's run by 100%. the RNA and the PGA of America. Yeah. And then the Masters is run by the Masters. Yeah. And they're always going to want to have the best players because they're bothered about the eyes on their tournament. Yeah. As, as are the RNA and as, as are the PGA of America. Like, I, don't, I don't care what, what anyone says. Brooks Kepka. DJ, Bryson DeChambeau to a point, Cameron Smith, Patrick Reed to a point, all these guys, and there's many, many more of them, all these guys are top, top, top world players. They're top 10, top 20, definitely top 50 players, without a doubt. I agree. So, well, come on, then. What, what did Greg Norman say then? Well, he's, he was obviously straight on it, wasn't he? Straight on Twitter, like, congratulating Brooks Kepka. Giving it the the big in around live and a live play winning it and he's gonna do that. It's his product, product, isn't it? It's his product. It gets eyes on on his product. It gets people talking about it. That's all he wants. Mm. Um, but like you've already alluded to, and Kepka implied this in in one of his the press conferences he did. He's not interested. He's got no. He don't want to. He's, he's not bothered about replying. It was speaking to Greg Norman. He just pays him. He goes, he plays golf there, he comes here, he wins majors. Yeah. And it's good for me it's good to have him back. Like it's good to have him back to to form. We said this after the Masters. Do you think he regrets going to live? <laughs> well, probably a little bit. Well, I, I don't know. Okay. Hundred and fifty million, yeah, it's great. Or whatever you got, hundred million it's great. But if he hadn't had the injuries, I don't think he'd well, have gone. Coming back to this sort of thing, so in an in interview, um Brooks Capri goes on to say Pardon my language, but it's all the effing sh shit. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Done really well there, not to try. <laughs> I used to say the first one. Uh, shit, I had to go through. No one knows, no one knows. I think all the pain. There's a lot of times where I just couldn't even bend my knee. So sort of alluding to, this has been a long journey back to playing his best golf yeah. from injury, but also probably all the stuff that the media, us as golf fans, has given him for joining the Live Golf Tour because he got a lot of hate for joining it. And part of me doesn't blame him because of the whole thing, like you say. If he wasn't injured, he probably wouldn't have gone. But when you lifestyle, your life, your family, your support. Like, I know it's 150 million, which sounds crazy, but what I'm saying is they get used to spending that money and when that's put in jeopardy, you're going to do something about that, aren't you? Yeah, and you look at him in the full swing on Netflix, he was broken, mate, like mentally. Yeah. Like, but the, the one thing I'd say is, and as well as, and this just comes to me now, people say, oh, he had a drip drop in form, his injuries, this is that. He last won, I think it was the PGA Championship in 2019. So what, four years ago, five years ago? Four years ago, yeah? When was the last time Roy won a major? Mate, don't. When was the last time Jordan Spieth won a major? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, just because he's not won a major in five years, four years, doesn't mean he's... He's shit. Crap. Like, you look at the way he's played in the Masters, you look at the way that he's played um, on live, he's won on live. You twice. Look, yeah. First you, person to win twice. Yeah. And you look at the way that he's, he played and won um, this weekend, like, mate, the guy, if if he beat top five in the world, easily, easily, I it, think he'd be able with Rory, Rory with Streffler, with Ram. He's up there, mate. Like this, and this is why I put this question. I'm going to put this to you. I know you've said about it before. Like nothing can be done. Three rounds of this and that. Does something now need to be done to make sure that these guys are having a way into these majors other than winning them? Do you know what I mean? Well, I they've think, got to get something I done. Think, with world I rankings. think. I think. The Masters have already alluded to that, haven't they? Because they, they'll, they'll give a few invites out, 100%. If some, yeah. some people win on Live Golf Tour, they're going to give some invites. They won't probably say it's because they won, but, you know what I mean, in form or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think it helps when Phil Mickelson is shouting it because, obviously, he's very pro-Live because he's the first person to go over, right? But I think if you get somebody neutral, even a PGA Tour player to say, like, yeah, I want to compete against the best players in the world, like... If they can't play week in, week out, but I want to still compete against them in the majors, then I think there's... Yeah, 100% there's got to be something to be done, but... It's just what? How do you work it's very, it? You very com- change It's system. very, very complex. You, yeah. Because I don't I don't know how they do it now. It's not on average points. Yeah. Like, it, 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 I think it's too complex for its own good, to be honest, but it's... I guess... I don't know. Because then people... Can... The, the short answer is, yes, something has to be done, but I have no idea. What? Yeah, God knows. Um, but Josh, the story of the week for me. Well, yeah. Well, before we go on to that, I just want right. to mention Scotty Scheffler because he did make a late surge on uh, on the back nine with four birdies and finished tied second with Victor Hovland, who again had another good week. Victor Hovland was was fucking brilliant. I saw week. a great interview with Victor Hovland actually. Some guy asked him like, um, "What what was your goals going into twenty twenty three?" And he said, oh, every, "Every day you just get a little bit better." Yeah, he, did, he said, "I didn't set any any it's, goals on yeah. wins." And yeah, seeing that, do you see his, his interview about the clothes? No, I didn't see that. Because his last few majors were on some like rascal gear, hasn't he? He's like, wearing Puma shoes. But he was wearing like the bright orange, wasn't he? And things like that this week. Someone said said to him like, "Is it are you trying to make a fashion statement?" He's like, "No, they just pay me to wear it." Go on, lad. <laughs> Jay Lindbergh loves that a bit. Not bothered. Not bothered. Um, but yeah, go on. Let's talk about Michael Block. This now, is 
It's a proper what, Cinderella story, isn't what it? What a story. So a little bit of a backstory before we go into exactly what sort of happened this week, right? He's a Peter Gold professional, which means he's like me, but way better at golf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only bit similar way is the fact that we both, we both give golf lessons. But essentially, he is a PJ pro that gives golf lessons. He In 2014, he won the PJ of America Professionals Association Cup or something on those lines. Basically, the National Championship for PJ Pros. Yeah. Um, which then he picked up 75000 which is his biggest paycheck. And I thought this is a really, really great story. I mean, there's been some amazing pictures going around. He's jumped up so many in the world rankings. You see that? Yeah. He's now up to 500th in the world. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. From 13,000 to something like that. Unreal. And I said this the other day in a video, right, Josh? He's going to get... 7,000, sorry. He's going to get invites to play... Loads of other events. Too early. He's gonna get. You get. He'll get the rest of the season. Hundred percent. Well, he's had. What a story. On that. Well, now you've mentioned it, you might as well talk about it. Have you seen the video of him getting the invite to Charles Schwab? No. Nope. So he, the guy called him, and there's a video of him, and he's like, he answers the phone, and he's like, "Hi, it's Tournament. Turn, uh, what's that? Whatever it's called. Tournament director. Tournament director from Charles Schwab um, Championship. Um, and he, Michael Block goes. If you tell me what you put, oh, he says, please don't tell me what you're going to tell me because I'm going to cry like that. And he goes, I'm going to tell you, mate, we'd like to come play in our golf tournament. And he just like bursts into tears. Um, mate, he could that's next his, week. He could, if he if he plays a purple bit of form right and he gets, <laughs> right, he gets yeah. over a million on the board, it's usually, I'd say, it's usually a million to keep your card on the PJ Tour. Well, he's got two, it's good start, 288,000. Exactly. So, I mean, he has another good week next week and he gets invites again. Well, he's also been invited to the RBC Canadian Open. I'll be surprised if he doesn't get invites till the end of the year. And it's a shame he didn't finish top 10 because top 10 gets you into US Open, I think. And top 10 would have guaranteed him 400,000 yeah. or just over 400,000. But I think dollars. top 15 gets him back there next year automatically. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. Mega story, and and it doesn't stop there. So you mentioned that before his um, before his final round, we everyone found out that his, his highest take home from a tournament was seventy five grand. Daniel Rappaport, did you see the, yeah, the thing? Funny. Daniel Rappaport <laughs> asked him, yeah, he said, you know, if you finish in the top ten, you'll get, and he just covered his ears, didn't he? Yeah. I didn't want to know, which I think is brilliant. I mean, fair Excuse play me. to him. <coughs> Josh is choking. Sorry. Fair play to him for like not letting that become more than what it was yeah. in the sense of people would have still been talking about him if he shot five over final round and finished in 50th and saying, oh, what a great week though, what a great week. He didn't let that happen. No. He, he held his own. Yeah, he finished tight 15, as we said, taking home $288,333. And this equates to around 1,200 golf lessons, <laughs> which is mega. Um, he also had a hole in one. I saw that. The reaction was like, Slam dunk. no way it went in. Because I seen something, it was like, well, yeah, I, I I hit the ball and he was a good shot. And then Roy came and gave me a hug. I was like, why is he giving me a hug for hitting it close? Like that. And, and then he was like, it. wait, Roy, did you go in? He's like, you slam dunked it, mate. Can you not see us of it? <laughs> um, so, which was obviously mega for him. He shot three rounds of 70 to be where he was in the final day. And um, it was just one of those stories that it's like, this is what... That's what the golf is about, isn't it? That's what professional golf is about. Like now, going back to, I know we want to bring Liv into this. This is what the PJ of America, <coughs> the PJ Tour, the Europe, the DP World Tour have up their sleeve. They have the ability to make the American dream in yeah. the sense of he is a pro that had to qualify to play in that event, right? In the Open, it could be an amateur. In the US Open, it could be an amateur. But anyway, he's a pro, right? He had to qualify into that event. 
he nearly enough has changed his life potentially. Yeah. Well, I think he has anyway. Let's say he has on the back of one event. Now that is a Cinderella story, and that is something you would never ever see on live golf. No, that's the issue. It it wouldn't have the same, would it? It wouldn't have the same. Just give them a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> pay some PGA pros to play. No, it wouldn't have the same story. It w- it wouldn't be no. the same for me. I agree. Like he's gone, he's gone from nobody even knowing who he was, being very very good PGA pro. I'm sure, sure PGA pros in America knew who he was because I'm sure he's up there every single week in the regional and national events. Yeah. But my point is that he's now a worldwide superstar in golf. Yeah. Doing all the interviews in the Sky Truck, it's yeah. unreal. And you know what? <laughs> Go on, my lad. Fair well, play, yeah. PJ Pro, fellow PJ Golf Professional. <laughs> Could be you, mate. Yeah, he's way better than me. <laughs> Wait, like, 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 way better than me. Right, before we move on from... If I had a shot level par first round in any major, I'd have lost my arse and shot about <laughs> 900 second round. 900. Um, Just still going around, the old Niles are ruining it. <laughs> before we move on, we need to um, just talk about... It wasn't all rosy, it wasn't all... Happy pun towards Justin Rose there because he was up there. It wasn't no, he he played quite well actually all weekend. Yeah. What I was saying was, we, we've told quite a few nice stories there about the PGA Championship. Firstly, the weather was horrific. I, do you know what? First two days. After the first two days, I thought no way. Or, first, gonna or the second it. and third day, sorry. Sorry, yeah. I, I thought no chance they're going to finish it on Sunday. Yeah, no chance. Like yeah, players with hats on backwards. Like it was terrible. Second thing. A lot of the pros, a lot of the pros, a lot of the players were not happy. About the course setup. John Rahm included. The par three, 11. Oh, mate, he was fuming. We, I, was I with you? No. What, yeah, you told, told me. I told you about it. And he goes, um, great effing hole, PGA. But yeah. also, Terrell Hatton, the same thing. Yeah. Now, this is, I, I hate it, right? And I put a video, we put a video of this on, on Bat9 Films about the length of par threes, right? The best par threes, this is my argument with the, with, the, with the USGA and whoever sets up the golf course. No one walks off a golf course and go, oh, you remember that really long par three? It was bloody brilliant, that. I love that all. No. Everybody remembers the short, intricate, accurate par threes, i.e. I- the postage stamp, i.e. the one at Pebble, i.e. Um, bear Trap. The Bear Trap. Also, um, TPC Sawgrass, 17th. These are holes. 12 of the Masters. 12? Yeah, he's 12. Yeah. yeah. These are all holes that people remember because of how hard they are, not just based on yard. It's like, if 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 John Ram is hitting a two iron, and I saw someone caught in the video going, he should have hit a high five wood. Oh, shut up. Yeah. He hit a high two iron, a lot of the middle of the green and rolled off the back. Like, just to hit the green with a two iron, where in mind it's probably 20 yards wide, if that, let's say, if say that. 20 yards, whatever it was, is a feat in itself. And then to be on the back of the green and... Anyway, he made par, so his justification of slagging it off is okay. And so did Tyrrell. If he'd made a six or seven people going, oh, you done me out because it cost you. No, he didn't cost him. He still made par. It was a ridiculous hole. Yeah. Anyway, rant over. No, I agree. I, no, I, I don't think it's a, it is a rant, but I think it's a justified rant. I think you're right in what you say. The best ones are the short, short holes, and there's other ways of making a par three hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, the book... <laughs> Just grow the rough up, put the bunkers, loads of bunkers. Yeah. Make it a smaller green, put make the green a bit more undulating. That's more fun than that. Honestly, it really I mean Guess the only one time. that's long that is probably a good one is JCB. But the reason but, that's good is because it's downhill. Yeah. So it's not long. So it's two hundred and forty really. yards and forty yards downhill. So it's two hundred yards. Yeah. It's still a long par three. Yeah. But equally, every time we've gone and played it, 
we've gone and played it off the yellows because it's a far better hole at 170 playing 140. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. JCB, I'd lose a back tease if I was you. Just, just, just my advice. I think it makes it a much better hole, much more enjoyable. And uh, yeah, maybe I'm just bad at golf, which is why I say. <laughs> yeah, maybe you just need to work on your long yeah. irons. I just can't hit five iron, right? Four <laughs> iron. Or even can't hit three wood. Right, should we leave that there? Anything more you want to add on the PGA Championship? I don't think we've missed anything. No, we've been nailed ahead of there. Did you see that um, Minwoo Lee and Ryan Fox? Ryan Fox? Is it called Ryan Fox? Mm. Have been given uh, exemptions on the PGA, PGA Tour for the rest of the year. Interesting. Yeah. Big um, money-wise, that. Big, I, can't, I can't remember what the actual term was. I'm sure I used the word exemptions. Status. but They've basically been given temp- temporary status. That's what they've given on the PGA Tour today. Allow me to have the facts. <laughs> Which is, I think is massive for those two guys. Obviously, Ryan Fox has been around on the European Tour for years. And he's been trying to get on years. And PJ Tour suits this game. Doesn't he? Oh, he bombs it. Oh, yeah. And same with Minwoo Lee. Minwoo Lee's obviously a younger player, not been around that long in comparison, but definitely up there. The difficult thing is, the balance is, if they've not secured their card on DP yet, and they come over and then don't secure their card on PGA, Jay, then like rocking a hard place because it's happened to some players before that. They have to mix and match, aren't they? Yeah, oh, unless they've already got the money up. I don't know. Well, I don't yeah. know the situation. It wouldn't surprise me if they do. Yeah, probably have. That's probably why they've been given. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, now time for Tech Talk. We're talking clothing, actually. Yes, we are. It's um, Palm Tree Crew Collection. It is. Puma gear, obviously. 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 Sponsored athletes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what we before we go on to this, because I will do want to talk about this gear because it is mega, it's proper like casual golf gear. Um, we need to say that this podcast is brought to you by Scottsdale Golf. I think all palm tree collection is available at scottsdalegolf.co.uk. Oh, absolutely seamless. So it's www.scottsdalegolf.co.uk. And just for reference, reference, I wear a small. So if you're thinking of ordering them, some of the t-shirts I would say fit a little bit tighter. Like I would say if you're a small in a normal golf top, maybe go medium. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if you don't want it to be like tight, it, tight. The one thing I'd say is if you get a chance to try them on, try them on. Only because some of them fit tighter than others. If you watch the Back Nine pod this week, you'll see, <laughs> you'll see which one fits tighter. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, also, at Scottsdale, you can get same-day fitting on clubs. But you have to get booked in advance, and you can get them fitted and collect them the same day. That's putters, wedges, irons, and driver. And on that, Josh. Yes. With Scottsdale and with um, Cobra Puma, we've got uh, a selection of three wedges to give away. We're going to do three wedges to one person, not one wedge to each person. Um, it's going to be running in June uh, on Back Nine Pod, on the Back Nine Films channel, and on Alex Lake Golf. So you could have triple the chances to enter. These are snake bite wedges. Snake bite wedges. Whoa. It's going to. I think I've selected 52, 54, 58, same lofts that I use. Um, it's a lovely mix. Yeah. I mean, so you could um, have the brand new wedges in your bag this year. So, yeah, keep your eyes out. Keep your ears out if you're listening on the pod. Um, we'll let you know how to enter. Anyway, Palm Tree Crew. Yeah, it's... You've summarised it, really. I mean, the colours are cool. I've got the T-shirt underneath here as well. Yeah, so they've, they've brought out some gear. So T-shirts, hoodies, like a nice thin, sort of summer hoodie, I would say. Yeah. Like when it's not... When you're out early in the summer, you know it's going to get warm. And you want something thin. Colours are mega. The shoes, the shoes that they've the got. Thing, oh mate. Basically it's a collab it's a, a collab with Kygo. Kygo and Ricky Fowler have created the Palm Tree Crew. Basically, essentially, 
Obviously, Ricky Fowler's been a, a, a Puma athlete, Cobra athlete for years. And a pioneer from the sense of yeah. gear. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, Kygo is cool as AF. Um, <laughs> so they've come up with this thing called Palm Tree Crew in collaboration with Puma. And it's all like their exclusive lines. You see the P has a little palm tree inside it. All the logos have a little palm tree inside it. It's all bright colours. Yeah, 100% guys, please do go and check it out. If you want something that you can wear off course, on course... That really doesn't look like golf gear. People might not want me to say that. It it is really cool. Yeah, and also if you want a jacket slash hoodie, oh yeah, that doubles up as a firm hoodie for the football, you're laughing because they've got one that's mega. Didn't have a chance to wear it yesterday. Because... You didn't actually. I oh, noticed no. that. That's because it, it was, was a bit warm hot. though. Yeah, but yeah, definitely worth going and checking out if you like that casual side of golf, which I think we definitely do, and a lot of people are going down that route. Definitely go and check out this stuff because it's mega. That's Manchester for really good, by the way. Um, <laughs> tip of the week. So, guys, tip of the week. So, I'm going to hit you with a tip this week, Josh, that I think a lot of golfers need to think about a little bit more. I think when people say about course management, they think it's just for good golfers. Yes, uh, yes, I agree. But, so, I always follow this process. Every time you hit a shot into a green, so i.e. a par three, or middle of the fairway on a par four, or third shot on a par five, before you even think about your club, I want you to have a look at your lie, rate it from 1 to 10, right? If that is below a 6 out of 10, and there is a lot of trouble around the green, possibly think about not going for the green, okay? Next up, if it's obviously above a 6 out of 10, then you're going for the green. So you've got your club, sat down in a bad, tough lie, want to think about having more loft. If it's okay and it's like sort of sat perfectly even in the rough, then obviously just go ahead and don't take the line into account too much. But then I want you to think about the wind. And finally, you're going to get your yardage. Whereas most people get yardage, then get wind, then get lie. You're going to do it the other way around because the lie and the wind affect what club you're going to hit. So imagine it's 150 and it's into the wind. I would always add on. 5, 10, 15, depending on how windy it is. And then I would select my club. So you go lie wind get your yardage select your club like it can i can i, I feel that was really complicated without no, actually showing it that was fine i think that's fine can i add something to this as well of course pj pro kinder if you no play. not from pj point of view from a player playing amateur golf point of view i was just quickly talk drivable par fours don't go for <laughs> correct as a amateur golfer i am so guilty of this and the only reason I say this is I'm playing Wednesday and I was having a look at the course. Where are you playing Wednesday? At Whitefield. And there's a few that. there's a few par fours that are like 260, 270. I reckon if you bait up Ice Cream Man's going past if you're uh, thinking about that. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you go out and play, I think you should do this, right? Any drivable par four that you play on Wednesday, don't hit driver yeah. and let's see what score you have. In fact, you're not allowed to hit driver on any par fours, right? Do this, apart from stroke index one, if it's long, I'm assuming it's long, and on par fives. No par fours at all. Apart from stroke index one. Yeah. So think about it, it's probably only it's gonna be boring, like, it? It be three or four drives that you hit around. But I bet you, no offence to your driving sometimes. It might, to be fair, my driving is sh- shield champagne. It's not It's not shield champagne, you just didn't drive the way all the other day. But it'd be no. interesting to see what you shoot, because your iron play is very, very good. So... Well, what I had said to myself was, on those drivable par fours where I can definitely hit it that distance, I was going to hit iron. Because actually, rather than me thinking, oh, this is a good opportunity to hit, make birdie, well, it's a good opportunity to make birdie because I'm hitting iron to the fairway and then iron to the green. Well, not not driver, oh, I've wanged it. If you hit three iron or four iron, you're only going to have nine iron in. 
So you got to think, if right? That, if that's if, someone yeah, that's short, saying, saying nine nine max, say yeah. nine nine max. Not even that. I say 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 nine nine. Worst case scenario, yeah. right? So you duff it a bit and you got nine nine in. If you had nine nine every single par four, you'd be buzzing. Yeah, and and that's what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is if you've got a two hundred fifty, because there is some some course out there that'll have a two hundred fifty yard par four and it's there to entice you in. But actually, if you hit a four iron and hit your four iron two hundred yards, you've got a you got a wedge. Four iron fifty fifty yard wedge. Golf's easy when you play it like that and you play smart. Yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, golf's 200 yards, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I so, mean, yeah. That, I mean, I reckon that should be your challenge. You're going to report back next week. I want to hear that you've only hit driver like three or... In fact, let's do it this way. You've got four... How, how many par fives do you remember? I don't know. Okay, let's just say let's just say you got... Well... You uh, got, here you go. You've got four tokens to hit driver. That's it. Only four? Only four. Come on, you got to do it. Only four and let's see what you hit. I know, but... No, don't, don't do it. Only four and let's see what you shoot. Okay. Can you do it? I'll give it a go. No, no, don't smile and do it. Are they going to do it? You're not going to do it? No, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll do you're it. You're going to do it. Well, well, I've got the course up here. Okay, let's so let's have a look at it and, and then we can put a number on it. So, for example, the, the first card, hole... Get the whole card up. Get the whole card up. I can't. The first hole is 290 that, yards. So that, to me, if it's 250 yards to the bunker in front of the green, that's an iron club. That's yeah, an iron. Iron, yeah. Yeah. So 351 yards... I'm probably hitting driver. Yeah, okay, one token. No. Carry on. Par three. No. That's driver. Why is it driver? 432 yards, par four. Okay, two tokens. Iron. No. There's, no. so that, that, that is a nine for me. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. two tokens so far. So there's another drivable par four. Two tokens so far. Yeah. Two another one. Two tokens so far. So that's that's th- three we've had two now. To- no, two tokens. With two tokens in in nine holes. Another drive will pass. Two four. tokens in ten holes. No, not par no, three. Par five. Okay, three tokens. Um, four hundred forty-two okay. yard par four. Four tokens. Par five. Five tokens. No. Mm. No, no, you're not even there. That's makes two. two seventy no, leaves me not one. That's a four hundred no, yard five hole. Five tokens. I'm 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 the PJ Proer. No. Par four. That's a driver, mate. Okay. Six tokens. Par three. Okay, six tokens, driver. That's it. And then a long par four. To okay. End. Seven tokens. Seven tokens. Seven drivers. It's gone up there, hasn't it? A lot. 18 holes. But my point I'm trying to make is there's a lot. There's four, three or four drivable, in inverted commas, par fours there you that, got, if that it's really... actually become an easy hole when you hit four iron, five iron, and then a wedge. If it's... Yeah. Don't... 100%. Don't bring driver. I want to be interested to see what you shoot. Right, guys, thanks for listening to this week's pod. Don't forget to subscribe to the pod, pass it on, and uh, Josh will be back next week to give you his update on what he's shot. No pressure. I reckon you shoot under your handicap. I hope I do. I hope I do. Alternatively, I could absolutely shoot my load, but we'll see. <laughs> <Tune in. laughs>